Hey guys, I'm America McDaniel. And I'm Alex Andrade. And we are your hosts for the MassCast. A student-led podcast for helping our fellow Mavericks achieve scholarship and transfer. For our first episode of admission season, we have a former PTK president and LSC alum who transferred to the University of Texas at Austin. Victoria, I'm super excited to have you with us today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really glad to be here as well. Thank you for being here. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? When did you transfer and what's your major? Sure. So I transferred last year. I graduated from Lone Star in the spring semester of 2020, and I transferred to UT in the fall semester of 2020. So smack in the middle of the pandemic, (laughs) I was experiencing this huge transition. And my major is economics. I'm also getting a certificate in business Spanish through UT. Whoa. Well, I'm so glad you can be here with us today. Can you tell us a little bit more about the transfer process that you went through? Like how early did you begin applications and what was it like transferring during COVID? Totally. Um, Okay, so when I first began working on my college applications, I remember being like a super nervous person when it came to the application process. So the application for UT opened up in September, I believe, or in August, and I probably started working on them, I would say maybe like October, November. Um, But that's, you know, just when I started like looking at it and considering it. Um, But December and winter break and early January was when I spent the most of my time like perfecting the application and I had applied to UT by the end of January. Even so, like I didn't hear back from UT until June. So oh my gosh. I I was like what I would consider an early applicant, what my advisor told me I was an early applicant, but they really don't do like rolling admissions. They wait until all of the applications have been received after the March deadline. And I didn't hear back until June. And I remember feeling like super anxious, but um, whenever that acceptance letter came in or, or I logged into like my UT portal and I saw I had been accepted, that was like definitely worth the wait. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Well, America and I know you were pretty involved, obviously, where you are now and at Lone Star. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What did you do for extracurriculars and how important is it to have a really good college resume and what what does a good GPA look for or look like at UT? That's a great question. I would say um, like my extracurriculars at Lone Star, I'll, I'll discuss this first. So I was a former PTK president, as American Alex said, and I did that my sophomore year at Lone Star. And that is something that I dedicated a lot of time to. I was also in the Honors College and I was the operations manager of the Honors College Leadership Program, which was kind of like our student leadership initiative. So I would say my biggest extracurriculars were Phi Theta Kappa, like being the president of that club and also the Honors College on top of, you know, being a student and, you know, working on research papers, working on my classes, trying to keep my GPA up. That's where I spent the majority of my time at Lone Star. And this is something that like, I've always been told by like my professors and my mentors is don't try to do a lot of things to like stack your resume, just try to do a few things and do them right. And I'd say, you know, for your resume, really highlight your experiences and go into detail if you don't have a lot of them, but explain like the things that you did so that it reflects on your strengths. That's really important when you're looking at transferring and applying to other universities. And if you're looking at UT specifically, I will say that UT values GPA above all. So definitely prioritize your classes, keep your GPA as high as possible. Yeah, I I know advisors always talk about taking advantage of those resources and scholarships and and clubs. So did you apply to any scholarships at Lone Star going into UT? I did. Um, I 
apply to scholarships at Lone Star during like my time at Lone Star so I received some and any scholarships that I didn't use because like I had already paid for my tuition or something at Lone Star then I would go and put those straight straight to like my savings account because I knew that Lone Star was kind of like my time where my education wasn't going to be as expensive and what was coming was definitely going to be more expensive so I recommend any scholarships that you receive if you can save them and apply as much as you can to scholarships Lone Star offers like one like big scholarship application where you fill out like one application and it goes to all of these different organizations do that that's what i did and i got a few scholarships like from the rotary club through that and going into ut part of the ut application offers like a transfer scholarship application and the general scholarship application i was able to get like a few scholarships from ut as well so that was really helpful especially like my first semester when i was in like taking in all of these new expenses and it was very overwhelming compared to like tuition at lone star it was very overwhelming like the amount at ut so right now like my biggest advice to lone star students if you're you know transferring to a four-year university it is kind of shocking like the amount your of your expenses right now versus the amount that it's going to be once you transfer so start saving as much as possible be smart about it and yeah like just my advice on the scholarship search is you know to try and get those small scholarships so that you can build them up and start saving them but also don't neglect the big scholarships like the terry transfer scholarship or the jack hancock scholarship i didn't apply to like either of those i couldn't apply to the terry one because uh you had to be 21 and i wasn't 21 so that one was automatically out for me but i didn't apply to the jack can't cook because i felt like overwhelmed and then suddenly the deadline was in like two months and i just felt like i couldn't do it but that is my biggest regret like for my time at lone star is not applying so if you can apply make the time and do so you know i'm curious the scholarships you did get for ut how early did you apply for those so those had the same deadline as the general application um, to transfer or to you know get admissions to UT and I submitted those after I submitted like just my application to UT. So I had mentioned that I had submitted my application by the end of January and I probably submitted my scholarship application to UT by the end of February. And I remember doing it later because it did ask for some essays and I wanted to make sure I had those like as good as I could get them so that I can, you know, get the most money out of this transfer as possible. But it's okay to like take your time because like I mentioned, the deadline was in March mm. and it's probably still in March. I'm not yeah, sure if UT has changed it. Okay, sweet. Um, but like I said, I was a very anxious person <laughs> during the application. I was like, okay, I'm trying to get this as early as possible. You don't have to. You can get it in like, you know, February, March, and it's or January, February, and it's okay because they don't do rolling applications. They look at everything after the deadline. That's always you know. really relieving. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> another thing I was curious about, uh, you said you were studying, you know, pre-law. Do you have any advice for those starting that route at Lone Star? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm really glad you asked this question. I forgot to mention it when you asked me about my major, but yes, I am an economics major, but my ultimate goal is to go to law school. And I'd say that if you're a pre-law and you're wanting to go to UT, there is 
like such an amazing resource here for pre-law students is our pre-law advisor. Her name is Hong Escobar and she is incredible. Like you can meet with her at any time and just discuss like your personal um, circumstances, what you're wanting to achieve out of the final years here at UT, what you know your path is and how you're you know trying to get to law school, what your goals are. And the pre-law advisor, like her only job is to help pre-law students. So that's something that I think is super beneficial. I check in with her every once in a while to make sure I'm on the right path in addition to checking in with my regular advisor for like academic classes and all of that um, so if you're like starting pre-law be sure to look for those specific resources that a big university offers um, like that pre-law advisor also UT has pre-law fraternities which is kind of like what? Uh, Phi Theta Kappa is like an international honor society it's you also have like pre-law honor societies for undergraduates who are wanting to That's pursue so careers in law yeah and they oh my gosh you guys I I wish I could like tell you how amazing it is because they have speakers like lawyers come in every week and they get to like talk to you and you get to like you know ask your questions and everything and they even had like last semester I remember one of their events was a, the district attorney for Austin Travis County came in and he spoke to us about like his like life and um, what he his goals are and you know how he you know got to where he is today it was like just super inspiring so the really good thing about UT is like we're in Austin and we have all of these like lawyers and successful people around us that come speak to us all the time like even though it's virtual like right now you still get to talk to them and that's just really amazing that's so awesome yeah I agree so you had that really great advisor at Lone Star. Did you manage to get any major related jobs or internships for transferring or when you transferred? So at Lone Star, um, I did have a job and I still have a job at the Maverick Assistance Center, but now it's the Virtual Maverick Assistance Center. So I still work with Lone Star, even though I've transferred to UT. In addition to that, um, I have managed to get an internship here, uh, like during my time at UT. And I'm currently working as a legislative intern for the Texas House of Representatives for one of their representatives. And it has been just so amazing so far. Like I have maybe been working there for like three weeks, no more than that, but it's been so great. And this opportunity has been something that's been made accessible to me because UT has this pre-professional um, website that's kind of like LinkedIn. So it's like it helps its students find um, jobs and everything, but it's like just for UT students and they have career fairs, they have job postings, they have like specific partnerships with different um, businesses and firms in Austin and with like the Texas legislature. So whenever um, senators and representatives were looking for interns for this upcoming session that we're currently in, they had posted their jobs um, offerings in the Handshake website. And that's where I originally went to find, you know, the different representatives that I was interested in interning for. And ultimately I applied through there. I did interviews through that site and I've landed that internship that I'm currently at and I'm really grateful for that opportunity. That is so handy. Oh that my is really, yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing internships at UT are pretty common, right? If they have the whole website just for UT students. 
Uh, yes, <laughs> I definitely say internships are super common. There's even classes here, like elective classes that we're encouraged to take. It's like how to, how to be successful in the job search, how to get internships. There's like career planning classes. UT is like super adamant about getting students into the workforce through internships, getting them into their field of interest. And that is something that I would say I'm really thankful for. It's like, usually you have to, you would have to search out for these opportunities if we didn't have, you know, the university or the institution guiding us. But the, the university is super, you know, just helpful because they kind of lay out these resources for us and they tell us, here's where you have to go check this like every week, look at different job postings, go to the career fairs, meet the people, network, you know, all of that. It's just kind of at our fingertips and it's really amazing. Did you feel like your experiences at Lone Star prepared you for all of this? Like all the all the internships and the new opportunities that UT has given you? I'd say definitely so, um, especially like my time with the professors at Lone Star. I had some really great professors that were, you know, just helpful. And I also had mentors as, in addition to like my advisors, so like my honors college um, director, Michael Meningus, my advisor, Tara Devoli, um, my calculus professor, Mr. David Benzel. He was um, really good, like in class. I remember one time he mentioned, okay, so we're not going to, I'm not going to allow calculators on this exam because <laughs> at UT they don't allow allow calculators and at AM they don't allow calculators so <laughs> I remember thinking oh man that makes it more difficult but I'm in, I'm in some pretty calculus heavy classes right now so I'm kind of like thankful for you know some of the professors that I had at Lone Star as well as like the mentors that helped me and I definitely feel prepared um, at UT. That's so nice to have people who are so hands-on helping you to reach your goals and preparing you for that. Absolutely. That's the reason that I really like Lone Star 2 is because my first two years, I was able to have that, um, I guess, interaction with my professors and like my mentors in a way that maybe I couldn't have at UT because Lone Star is like so much smaller that I was able to, you know, you know, um, I guess foster those relationships and, and maintain that professional correspondence even after I graduated. It's something that I'm super thankful for. Yeah. And I know that it, it's really different right now and with everything going on, it's difficult to stay involved in extracurricular since you can't really gather on campus. Has that been something you've struggled with at UT? What kind of clubs have you been able to find there and, and get involved in? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned the pre-law fraternity, so that has been one, but it has been difficult since it's been all virtual and sometimes that can get, you know, exhausting because you're on Zoom all the time and and you're just in a meeting after a meeting after a meeting and it doesn't feel as fun because, you know, obviously we all want to be in person and we're so close <laughs> to, to getting back to normal, but in the meantime, I just tell myself, like, I have to make the most of my time here because I'm only gonna be, like, you know, at, in, you know, at UT this one time, unless I go here for law school, but I'm only going to be an undergraduate <laughs> at UT for now. So I, I want to make the most of my opportunities. Um, it's, it's difficult to get involved in person right now, but it's not difficult to get involved virtually. All the clubs are still up and running. People are still, um, organizing events, putting things together, networking, you know, making friends, and everything that we're doing is virtual, but it can still be fun. And I just tell myself, you know, to make the most of it until we can get back to normal. I definitely agree, uh, especially with that fun part. It's really hard to do in such a COVID environment, but um, little less 
about that, I was actually curious, what are your favorite classes? How are the professors there? Um, I know that you talked a little bit about it, but I was just really curious what you like personally. Yeah, definitely. My favorite classes are probably my Spanish classes, and there's a good reason why. Um, so my Spanish classes tend to be my smaller classes. There's maybe like 30 people or less, whereas my economics classes, there's like last semester I had 150 students in my economic statistics course. And even though it was an asynchronous class and I didn't see all of the students, and it, it still felt like it was more difficult to get in contact with my professor or TAs, maybe not to get in contact with them, but to make like a lasting connection with them because they were seeing so many students and they had so many students to keep tabs of. Whereas my Spanish classes, those professors, I see them all the time. And when I go to their office hours and I make a habit out of it, then it feels like I am getting to know them and they are becoming like um, professional um, I guess references that that I can maintain and that just is something that I prefer That's something that like Lone Star definitely made me feel comfortable with is like having those professional relationships with your professors So that's why I really like my Spanish classes and just all my classes that are smaller that tend to be smaller because I feel like I can you know kind of make a name for myself and and, and Acknowledge like my professors so that then they can acknowledge me back Weirdly, that doesn't sound too different from Lone Star's classes. Would you say um, there is a difference or not really? I would say that when it comes to the smaller classes at UT, it does feel like they could be Lone Star classes because the professors are just as engaging and and just wonderful. And I really like all of the professors I've had. I mean, seriously, no complaints, especially like from Lone Star and transferring to UT. I've had like some really amazing professors that are passionate about the subjects that they teach. And I'm really grateful for that. Oh, I love that. I hope I feel the same way. I definitely <laughs> do right now. Um, I was also curious, does there tend to be a competitive culture between colleges, like uh, with the students in the school? I would say that there isn't when it comes to academics because nobody um, is ranked by their GPA. Like we're all just trying to help each other. We're all just trying to get ahead, get a high GPA. A lot of us are going to grad school, so we're all trying to, you know, um, you know, maintain that high GPA. And that's something that I'm really thankful for is like all of my classes have a group chat and we message each other and we remind each other when the homeworks are due and stuff. <laughs> so when it comes to classwork and the academic sense, I would say that there isn't a competitive culture. However, when it comes to job search and internships, absolutely there's a competitive culture because we're all trying to get with the best like firms in the city and businesses and and legislators <laughs> so since you're not super competitive with your classmates do you have any uh, favorite places to study with them like what yeah. do you do when you're not in class are are there any popular spots where the undergrads hang out yes and this is something that i was one of my big reasons like that i still wanted to transfer despite the pandemic is because i really wanted to explore campus like on my own you know <laughs> and um i would say there the libraries here are absolutely gorgeous you know the famous ut tower um well inside that main building where the tower is there is a library and it's called the natural sciences library and i kid you not it feels like i am in harry potter world because of how beautiful <laughs> it is in there and how like aesthetic it is <laughs> to study to study in that library it's just absolutely gorgeous so i'd say that's my favorite study spot for my favorite like 
hangout spot with like other students, um, I would say there is just a whole strip of restaurants on Guad, which is like Guadalupe Street. It's super close to campus. Um, it's actually the street that separates campus and West Campus, which is like all of the apartments where students live. So on Guad, there are so many like um, food places like Kirby Lane, which is the super mm, popular yeah. breakfast hotspot that everyone goes to. And um, in West Campus, there's this burrito place called Cabo Bob's that everyone goes to. Mm. And that's something else that I've really liked, you know, about being in Austin is I get to try all of these different food places. So that's pretty fun. And you always see people wearing UT gear when you walk in. So like, obviously, they're all students because <laughs> we're so close to campus. So that's pretty cool. That Those are, those are the, the cool spots near campus and on campus. Love that. Businesses must mm-hmm. love that. <laughs> what was it like living on your own for the first time? Were you nervous to make the change from a suburban Houston to like the heart of the capital? Yeah, you know, at first, like during the summer when I was packing all my things, getting ready to like leave my parents home, I was so excited. I was thinking, there's no way that this can be bad because all of this is just so exciting and and I'm so ready for a change and all of this. But when I moved here and I moved to my apartment, I remember thinking the first night, like, this is so weird. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where are my parents? <laughs> living on my own it was definitely weird it took some adjusting even though I didn't think that it would because I felt like so excited you know to make this change for myself but I remember like feeling terribly homesick the first two weeks like it was terrible and I would call my parents like every second be like how are you guys do you miss me I miss you (laughs) um but uh eventually I got over it and and I still visit home pretty often so that's kind of what keeps me grounded and I love seeing my family but living on its own definitely has its perks like I am cooking for myself like I've definitely expanded my palate and and the things that I know how to make (laughs) and everything I clean after myself and that's something I really like because like I don't have to like clean after my brother anymore you know so living on its own definitely has its perks and moving to Austin like the heart of Austin from suburban Houston that was a big change I will say that the biggest you know part of this change is that in Houston um, or really in the woodlands where I where I live where my family is I would drive everywhere but when I moved to Austin I chose not to bring my car for a couple of reasons the first one is that it is super expensive to like have a car here um, because parking is like an additional hundred dollars a month basically at every apartment building that you are but the second reason is because Austin has such good public transportation that we just didn't have in Houston like we had some buses right but like in the suburbs you basically needed a car you don't really need a car in Austin and that's something that's been a big change for me is that I'm just I'm just not driving over here I take the bus I get rides from friends I go grocery shopping with my roommates you know so it's it's a big change in that sense that I definitely feel like I'm living in like more of a city where I can take public transportation and it's manageable and I like it it's cool Ooh, I'll keep that in mind <laughs> I don't want to pay a hundred dollars for parking oh my gosh yeah same here uh, it's very expensive to have a car in 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 the city because we're so close to downtown you know so like mm-hmm. it's just easier not to was it weird looking for rates during the pandemic like do you have any advice on finding your people or you know making friends 
Yes, so I remember when I was like accepted, they ask you to join a Facebook group with transfer students. That is pretty helpful if you're wanting to meet people and um, like just, you know, trying to get to know some of the other transfer students. Cause like you have to remember, you're not the only one transitioning. You have to find people that are also, you know, in a transition like you are so that you can kind of get through it together. So I um, found my roommates like, through Facebook and you know that's just something I would recommend because UT will you know kind of lead you to that Facebook page after you're admitted and that's just a good way to getting you know to know people so if you're accepted please use like Facebook to get to know people and, and find roommates through there I really wanted to have a roommate from Lone Star but I was the only one who transferred to UT <laughs> out of my group of friends everyone else went to AM or U of H and I'm like this is fine I'll just be a stranger's roommate it's okay <laughs> um but yeah I have two roommates and, and they're really nice and and yeah it's 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 definitely a change but it's manageable so what does life look like uh, on a university campus during this time do you notice a big change or do you notice like maybe you're not getting the full experience or does it feel pretty normal um so i'd say that last semester i remember feeling discouraged at times because so many people did stay home and are still staying home and doing college remotely um, at ut so there are people that you know aren't on campus because everyone's like doing a lot of online courses um, and I remember whenever I came to tour the university before coronavirus, you know, ever happened, I came like on a Thursday or something. So I saw that there was like so many people on Speedway, which is like the main um, kind of like area on campus. It's a big road. And whenever I transferred here, I remember seeing Speedway was like empty and thinking, man, this is like not what I wanted, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it was kind of sad, but like I said before, like you just have to make the most of the experience. And now that the second semester, like this is my second semester at UT, now that my second semester started, I go to campus and like people are more comfortable like coming back on. Everybody wears masks. Um, everybody is basically on Speedway on the picnic tables. They're doing their homework outside. They're meeting on their Zoom classes outside they're in the library um, but I think that you know it's you know life at a big university during this time is definitely different there is less people but maybe that's better you know for health reasons but also yeah. for you know like I've been able to make a few friends even though I haven't made like a lot of friends I've made a few friends but they've become close friends you know and that's because yeah. I'm not like overwhelmed by, you know, a big university, especially coming from Lone Star. I'm so used to having like a small group of, of friends that I can, you know, depend on. Now I'm trying to recreate that here and, you know, get a get a get a close group of friends. So it's kind of like small field, big place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's definitely due to the pandemic. If COVID weren't a thing, it would definitely be much more overwhelming because um, there's just so many people here and it's so hard to find your niche. Um, so that makes sense. I would expect it to be kind of so scary with all the people yeah. around. Yeah. I actually was curious about some more memorable experiences you may have had at UT so far. I mean, I know, like you said, it's a different experience right now and it's a big change in lifestyle. So do you have any favorite memories or stories you might want to share? Sure. Um, so something that 
happened last semester that I thought was really awesome is um, there's food trucks like all around campus and I went with my friend Leah and we got some food at a food truck and we sat at the South Mall which is the big lawn that's you know south of the campus and we were studying for our economics test that was coming up next week but we were taking a break and chilling and there's this um, myth or like um, like a luck thing like a little story that's passed around that it's if you see the albino squirrel on campus which is literally just a white squirrel <laughs> then that means you're gonna ace your next test <laughs> so have you seen it well when I was sitting there with my friend Leah the squirrel passed and it ran right in front of us and we both noticed that it was like a white squirrel we were like oh my gosh we saw the albino squirrel so we're gonna do good on our test <laughs> and we were eating our um food truck food and I was I, and that was just really nice because it's like it's nice to be in on the university legends right so like seeing the albino squirrel like both made us like both really static like oh my gosh we're we're really here and she's also a transfer student so that was like really cool it's like oh my gosh we're really in this <laughs> really in this living these memories um so that was that was um a really nice memory also there's this cat on campus that's just like always on campus his name is domino he's black and white he's absolutely precious he's outside of the fac building which is like near the tower kind of um and he lives in these bushes but some students have created like a little home for him like Aww. made out of wood and people like some of the employees in the FAC come out every once in a while and feed him and it's just so cute I remember the first time I saw Domino and someone explained to me that he was like kind of the campus cat I was like oh this is my favorite thing <laughs> yes. he's probably so fat he is he is and he's so spoiled and there's a sculpture like right outside of the FAC and there's um you know sometimes like i'll walk by that building and i'll look at the sculpture and he's like sitting right at the foot of the sculpture and i'm thinking oh he thinks he's part of the arts i love it <laughs> he's the gatekeeper yes for a second i thought you were gonna say there's a sculpture of him yeah he is adorable and that's something like i really like is whenever i go to campus i can like pass by and see domino <laughs> so is the legend true did you did you ace your exam Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that, didn't I? Yes, we ended up both doing like really well on that test. So I, I suppose that it is. <laughs> okay, you heard it here first. Let me confirm. <laughs> yes. Keep an eye out. <laughs> and um, lastly, before we wrap up our, our episode today, do you have any last words of advice for students um, who are thinking of transferring to UT Austin or are in the transfer process right now? Sure, I would say um, if you're in the transfer process, be sure to get as many scholarships as you can because as I mentioned, it is expensive over here, um, but it's definitely worth it. So be looking out on scholarships, start saving and just, you know, you've got this like on your resume, be sure to highlight your strengths, be sure to highlight what you would add to the culture at UT, do that in your essay as well, keep your GPA high, and just trust in the process, do the best you can. Well, thank you, you Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had such a great time talking to you, we hope you guys out there are getting excited about transferring, and that this was helpful for you guys interested in UT. A little disclaimer, this is just the experience of one student. So if you need advising on your academic path, we highly encourage you to contact our partners at the Track Center. The link in, the web in their website is in the episode description, just a heads up. Yeah, and this semester we will have a new episode out every two weeks. So tune in next time for advice on transferring to Texas Tech. 
And remember, if you want to be part of the MassCast, click the Google form link on our profile to ask your college transfer questions for our next episode. Make sure to follow and subscribe and stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we hope you had a blast with the MassCast. Bye! Bye.